afternoon, and welcome to our June 28th, 2023 Community Policing Podcast. I'm honored today, uh, I'm privileged today, to have Skyler, one of our Bloomfield Hills student athletes, with us, and uh, Officer Brian Miller from the Auburn Hills Police Department, who is their community relations officer. Uh, he's Bloomfield Township's equivalent of Officer Soley, who was on last week. Uh, they're both guests this week for to talk about our youth regional or uh, youth regional police academy that's going on, uh, which is a partnership between. Uh, Auburn Hills, Birmingham, Bloomfield Township, and the city of Rochester. And we've touched on past podcasts about the uh, partnerships we have with those four, specifically those three agencies, which really all started with our core program. Uh, Officer Miller is also a part of their uh, our South Oakland County Crash Investigations Team um, and also previous surveillance officer with the uh, Troy Surveillance, which I've mentioned many times in our past podcasts. So... Brian and I have known each other a long time. I had the privilege of meeting Skylar this week um, it, while she's at the police, the Youth Police Academy here. So how are you guys? Great. Good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. All right, Skylar. So it's day three of your uh, the police academy. You know, for, for you, what's uh, what's it been like so far? It's been um, very interesting learning about all the techniques that you need to know to become a police officer. And I think you and I talked before, but you have an interest in a career, some some field of law enforcement, correct? Yeah, I want to become a detective. Okay. And we talked about you got to be an officer on the streets before you be a good detective, right? Yeah. What may, what drew you to this career? Is it something you've always had? Do you have law enforcement in the family? Um, I don't have any law enforcement in the family, but um, I wanted to be a lawyer before, but now I think that maybe it would be easier and it, like, you can make better good by being a detective, too. Detectives really are advocates for their victims of crimes because um, typically the detectives are always following up. Uh, I think you had an opportunity yesterday to meet with uh, or meet Yvette Brown, a detective who's going to be retiring from Auburn Hills here in the near future. But she's obviously been a really successful detective with Auburn Hills, uh, and, and she, she's involved in so many big cases. So you guys got to see a little bit of a, a case debrief yesterday, a, a case study that they, they did out in um Auburn Hills and actually affected multiple communities, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that still interests you? Yeah. Are you shocked at some of the things that you've seen? I mean, you talk about some of the things that you've done so far in the class. We've had, um, I know I was in there yesterday morning and you guys were going through the defensive tactics and the physical training part of it. How, how'd that work out? I thought that the tactics were easy. The only part that I'm having kind of trouble with was functioning the guns, but that's it. Yeah, which comes with experience. It comes with training. It comes with being comfortable in those those situations. Um, and, and for the record, the guns that she's talking about are simunition weapons, so they're not actual firearms. Not actual firearms, but yeah. they function the same. So, Brian, you started this youth academy. I think it was a few years ago in Auburn Hills. Um, talk a little bit about the history of it and, wh and why we find it so important as law enforcement, especially in today's market of law enforcement. Sure thing, Chief. So about 10 years ago, we started up a Citizens Police Academy where we were bringing adults into our police department and we still continue this program. We do it through a 10 week or so program with them certain nights a week and uh, teach them as much as we can about law enforcement, almost for the same reason as for the youth. It was just to open people's eyes to what what we do, because there's a lot of a misunderstanding on what we do and why we do things. And that was a huge success. Um, and from that 
point, we thought, you know, we should start involving the youth and, and start getting people like I was in high school interested in law enforcement, give them some outlets, get them some experience, uh, a way to uh, to see really what it's all about versus just what we think it's about. So about four or five years ago, we started that up. And um, last this year, uh, you know, we work so closely together, as you discussed, we're in so many different units together. And I've been working with Nick on quite a few different things, Nick Soli. Um, I thought it'd be great to just have it bigger. It's hard to run an academy by yourself. You don't get the pool of students from one city that you might get from four different cities. So we expanded it to uh, to these four cities. And I'll be honest, so far, this is the most successful one we've had. Yeah. And again, I've come down each day uh, when I've had the opportunity to watch. And it's also the buy-in from our agencies and the officers that have really volunteered their time. I mean, we've had yesterday. I know Bloomfield Township had a few officers there for the you know the PT uh, Detective Brown yesterday from Auburn Hills and and uh, Terrence today from Auburn Hills, and it's been a really good collaboration um, amongst all the agencies and the importance of in trying to generate the importance to our to our for recruiting in the future. If we, we, you've seen it. You and I came on about the same time um, in, in our agencies. The recruiting is different now. I mean, when you hired on Auburn Hills, it was at your first agency. Yep. Um, how many people were going for a job? Gosh, I mean, I, I remember testing for two spots and there'd be 100 applicants. And uh, now we're lucky if there's, uh, you know, two applicants for 100 spots. So it, it's definitely a different a different world now. And, and getting them interested is really huge. And I think that, uh, you know, what you, what you touched on about having all these different agency members from all our different agencies come is it lends to the expertise of each topic. For example, Detective Brown spoke yesterday. I know you're interested in being a detective. Um, so that we actually pulled an audible and asked her to come in to talk about one of those complex cases to give you exposure to that and give some of the other students exposure. And we're able to pull from all these different resources that we have because of that and hopefully get you more interested in it. Right. And Skylar, you can, you may be able to speak on this. When you watch the media, do you have a, the, the mainstream, and I don't want to talk about our local media because we really do have truly good partnerships with our local media. But if you were just an outsider, no interest in this field, could that, could some of the stories you see in the media just detract you from doing this job? No, because like some of them, they're not like they don't show the entire story, and that's the point. That's one of the important things about doing a, a, a you know a citizens police academy for adults and for the youth police academies, so that we can show that yeah there are some really bad cases that, and officers out there that have done just criminal acts on duty. But the majority of officers, the majority of us, want to engage our communities, and that's why we do this podcast and um, is to bring our community, to give them a little un more understanding of what we do on a daily basis, that the people that are wearing the uniforms are human beings. Um, yeah, we have to enforce laws. We, we took an oath to up, uphold laws and ordinances of our towns and to make things right. But to get the interest and to show that there's more to police work than just going out and putting handcuffs on somebody. And I think that's truly what's been eye-opening for some of, I think, you guys in the class this week, and then the Citizens Police Academy, especially for adults when we do them, giving them the what, what really truly happens in an investigation. I mean, mm -hmm. you guys saw yesterday how much work really goes in. I think it was an armed robbery investigation, a really successful investigation, but the amount of work that goes into it, which would you have any clue that prior to going through this? The, the things that you could do to find somebody or to solve a case. Yeah, I wouldn't know about like the... You can look through somebody's entire iPhone and what they've deleted. Yeah. Um, there's just, we leave a fingerprint everywhere we go. Um, and, un, and fortunately for us who want to do this job, 
people <laughs> committing criminal acts leave a fingerprint eventually, and we may not get them today, but hopefully get them tomorrow. Um, well, that's good news. Any, uh, what are you guys doing today? We're working on the um, the simulator guns, and we just were talking about, um, I think it was tactics. And how important safety is. Yeah. And one thing I think we talked about, and you heard me talk about a little bit today, is we train for a reason. We train so that things become habit, so that when we handle firearms as police officers in our daily job, that we're handling them properly, safely, that when we train, we train the same way we expect to handle them on the road uh, in the event we get into something, because that's what we're going to fall back on is our training. Um, and it's so important for you guys, for the students in the academy, which there's what, 22 is it? 22, 22 students, yep. That, that's so important um, to, be, to be involved in that. What did you think of um, the traffic stops yesterday? I know you guys did some traffic stops. I liked the traffic stops. It was good to like learn about what you have to do in order to do it correctly. Can you see why a traffic stop might be uncomfortable for a police officer walking up to somebody's car who's... Yeah. You, you don't know. You don't know what chapter or what part of the day that you're meeting these that, with this, the, a violator or somebody that you stopped on the side of the road um, for speed. And maybe they just had a bad day. And, you know, um, did you were you, did you guys do any of the uh, drunk driving goggles and have the opportunity to drive the uh, I, I don't know. What, what is that car? Explain that, a, that. That was a drunk driving pedal cart by Fatal Vision. So we had it donated by um, AutoLeave many years ago to our police department along with the goggles and perfect for it. We actually got this group uh, talking to each other. You know, people are kids are nervous. So, you know, students are nervous when they're first meeting each other, but they seem to have a pretty good time. They've started realizing the effects of alcohol, uh, at least as it relates to balance and vision uh, by pedaling their cart, the cart through a, a, a obstacle course. How'd you think? How was that? Um, I used probably the worst goggles, so I didn't do well during it. But it was, yeah, it was very tricky. Were you shocked at what? I mean, those are true alcohol glasses, which somebody, I don't know which ones she used, but somebody that might be at a point. Yeah, it's like a two, uh, I think you were the one seven to two two, maybe. One seven to two two. How can that? Were you shocked at what the alcohol could do to your body and your ability to drive a vehicle or function on a normal? I bet you yeah. it, would, it was probably tough to even walk or step off that bike if that's what yeah, they had to do. Very difficult. So, good decisions in the future, yeah. right? We had that talk the other day too. Is the importance now when you're in a uh, wanting to go to this career field, especially as you get to middle school, beginning of high school, how decisions you make now. Can affect the careers you you have down the road, and you know I kind of touched on that in my opening the other day. And we appreciate when we go to um, when we see twenty two students in a class mm -hmm. between the ages. I think Brian, what is it, fourteen to eighteen ish, yep. fourteen to seventeen, that we have that interest um, so that we can get in front of you and tell you what the expectations are, because we have to hire, we have mm -hmm. to hire in this profession people with integrity, and for us to be able to be able to share that with you now and your classmates now, and you're, you happen to be here, so I say you, but even all your other classmates, um, so that we choose the right path down. You're in high school and you're impressionable, you know, and um, so it's all about making good decisions now. 
Ryan, how is this made possible? So I'm glad you asked that, Chief. Um, you know, years ago, I was training at a business called TI Fluid Systems, and uh, which I'm wearing their yeah, shirt. You happen to be wearing their shirt yeah, today. What, what are the odds? Um, and they actually approached me after the training was all done, and we, we do all the trainings for free. And they're like, we want to help out, and we want to sponsor something. And we were just starting off our Citizens Academy, so they started with sponsoring that. Went great. Um, and then when I told them that we were about to start a youth academy, they, they wanted to sponsor that as well. So the high majority of the funds that are paying for this whole academy. And there's a lot that goes into it. There's food, there's um, there's uniforms, as you see, we have shirts and we have equipment needs. Uh, the high majority is funded by them. They just wanted to be part of the community. And then when I told them that we're now going regional with all, all these different agencies, they were super excited to do it. We, we definitely couldn't do it without them. And some of our sponsors, uh, I know yesterday with Mission Barbecue yep. provided at no cost to yep. us, uh, Mission Barbecue. How was that? That was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all, listen, Mission Barbecue is always a supporter of, yeah. of law enforcement or military. Yeah. So first responders. Um, I know Jersey Mike's, mm -hmm. Rio Wraps um, also helped us out greatly uh, in some of those. Were there any other sponsors? That, I don't want to miss anyone that... Um, that you can think of. You know, Nick was in charge of the food, so I, I wish I had the best, the right answer. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. want to leave anyone out either. But. Yeah, that's all right. But we appreciate mm -hmm. them. If, if any of them see it, uh, they know who they are. Um, and that's exciting for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm hoping you know, in the near future, you know, by the time you finish high school and graduate college, I'll probably still be around. Officer okay. Officer Miller, on the other hand, is uh, <laughs> I'll be you know, retired. He's, he'll probably be retired, but um, we appreciate all their hard work, and I I think we got to give a shout out to all of all of the officers who are planning this through there with Officer Miller, Officer Soley from Bloomfield Township, uh, Officer Moody, Gina Moody from Birmingham, um, and Lieutenant Harper I think was in charge of it from Rochester, Rochester. and again they had a, a evidence tech person out the other day. I forgot to touch on that. Um, what did you guys do for the evidence technician stuff? Um, we used kind of like powder to find the fingerprints. Did you find any? Um, yeah, I did. Were you able to lift? Did you Did you guys try to lift them too on the on the paper? Yeah, but I didn't do as well as at that. But like, it was very difficult for me to do. Yeah, and I think today you guys are learning something about tasers and uh, some of our other tactics. So we, really, you guys have been run through on a cat. I mean a really brief what we would experience over 16, 17 weeks in a police academy um, and annual training. And what you're doing now, the defensive tactics, the taser training, um, all of that requires us to do that most of that annually, or if not, firearms is quarterly for most agencies. Some do it monthly. Um, and we have to pass state tests or, or things each year. So, Well, and, and also, Chief, as you know, so tomorrow, this is about getting them prepared for the future, getting some life skills. Tomorrow we have uh, Rochester Fire Department's going to be give, getting them CPR trained. I'm going to be getting them Stop the Bleed trained. We're going to get them some certificates to go along with it that might help them for future employment. Uh, you know, thanks to the sponsorship from, uh, from TI Fluid Systems, uh, we were able to purchase each of the students uh, their own tourniquet kit, for lack of a better term, oh, nice. comes with a pouch, some scissors, uh, a, a CAT tourniquet, and uh, I think it's something that just you really can't measure those skills that you're that they're going to be getting, and I think it's super important that we're able to do that. And you and I talk, and we I, have said, I said it today. It's sad, in a way, it's sad, right, that this new generation or younger generation has to worry about that stuff. As you and I probably worried, the worst we worried about was a tornado drill in school, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the reality is they have to be prepared now, yeah. um, and that's awesome. That I didn't, I honestly didn't know that we were doing that, but uh, that is some training that is second to none. And not only that, they'll be able to use it 
in the event they're anywhere, right? So um, I know Officer Miller, you also do, um, and I know Officer Soli does some of it as well, but um, outside of, in in your role at Auburn Hills, you do a lot of security assessments for businesses, um, which is, again, stop the, when you talk stop the bleed, Mm -hmm. these aren't just things that it's not just active shooter. It's right. uh, any accident. You know, we our department averages a couple of saves with our tourniquets a year. Our police department, not just our fire department, our police department crashes. So now, you know, bleeding, loss of blood is the number one cause of preventable death. Uh, and, and and this is one quick, easy way to learn how to stop that. So we outfit all of our, or we consult at least with all these businesses and schools to get them those stop to bleed kits. Yeah, and that's, but again, so in Auburn Hills, if anybody's there is watching it, or even here in Bloomfield Township with the way you guys all partner, if they have questions or want that type of training, they can reach out to Nick, uh, Officer Soley, and, or if they're in Auburn Hills, they can reach out to you and, or your department and offer those services because they are so important. You guys in Auburn Hills have a lot more factories, a lot more industrial than obviously here in Bloomfield Township. So you guys can run into a lot of different things. So, well, I appreciate you guys being here today. Um, I know I pulled you out of class to do it, and um, I look forward to hopefully working with you in the future. Uh, You're making some good contacts, Skylar, here with the police departments, and don't be a stranger to us. Um, We hopefully won't be a stranger to you. And Brian, I appreciate you coming on too and taking time away from the other 22 that uh, you're responsible for. Absolutely, not a problem. All right. I want to thank you guys for being on the show this week. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. When I was about five years old, I went to a fair with my family and I saw an officer, it was actually a canine officer, and I was like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. I actually did an interview at the academy and after that I set up a ride along and the ride along was great. After I completed my bachelor's degree, I thought to myself, there's something more I want to do. And with law enforcement, I've always had an interest in law enforcement. I just never acted on it until I got my bachelor's degree. I had a personal experience when I was a nanny and the kid I nannied for got killed by a drunk boater and that's part of the reason I became a police officer. I left the Marine Corps in 2017 and I used my degree working in marketing for four years. I had been unhappy in the job I was previously in and I put myself through the police academy. It's not an overly busy department. You know, we do have our handful of of big crimes, but you're not gonna be running from major crime to major crime to major crime. Your workday is actually what you make it. So above the calls that you get dispatched, there's plenty of time to go out there and be a proactive police officer and kind of dabble a little bit in what is your specific interest in police work and seek out the crime. Well, the community itself is, is very supportive of our police department and we were very fortunate to have that here. It's a good size department, but it's not so big where you get lost. As far as the camaraderie goes within the department, it's great. Roll call is probably one of the funnest times on shift. Getting to go out to these different calls and, and hanging with these guys or girls is a, is a bonus. I think that's the biggest thing is the respect and friendliness. We have a lot of amenities here. We can work out on duty. Um, during our breaks for lunch. There's so much more. I just, I really like working here. From the time of my ride along at the start of the application process till the final interview to the job offering, it, it's been nothing but a great experience. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's the people here, the people I work with every night. It's a great place to be and I couldn't have made a better choice. I know for me, it's an honor to work here. This is a department that I knew as soon as I heard about them. This is where I wanted to work and where I wanted to continue and hopefully work my whole career here.
and for our weekly crime update, uh, on my last podcast, I had mentioned that uh, we had a little bit of a break in there in our larceny from autos and auto thefts. Unfortunately, in the last week and a half, those picked back up. And I sound like a broken record probably, but we on every podcast, but we're still seeing an increase in, in these auto thefts uh, and the car break-ins um, or left unlocked, most of them. Um, we cannot encourage our residents enough to remove your key fobs from the vehicles, uh, lock your vehicles, even cars in the garage. What's happening is people are leaving their uh, one car out in the driveway and then the criminals are accessing the garage through the open car and the most a lot of cars in the garage uh, still have the key fobs in them. Uh, so we're asking our residents to help work with us on that and partner with us. If you do make contact uh, or interrupt someone breaking into a car, please do not make contact with them and dial 911 immediately. Uh, as we saw last week in the city of Troy, uh, a homeowner interrupted a auto theft or a catalytic converter theft in their driveway, uh, and the subjects filed, uh, fired shots at the homeowner and struck them in the leg. So we do not want anyone to interfere, just call 911 and we'll get cars to your area as soon as possible. I also want to touch on a little bit more serious of a topic, and I, I think we'll bring Hillary uh, and Courtney, our new co-responders, back on in a near show. Uh, but we did have an uptick in suicides in the last week and a half. And I just want to remind our residents that we do have services available. We do have the ability to connect residents with services, and that includes family members who know who may know of somebody that's uh, in, in some, some type of mental health crisis. Uh, please reach out to our agency. We do have our co-responders who can connect anybody with the resources that they have. Uh, we are more than willing to come out on those calls and try to divert uh, any type of negative activity uh, or suicide prevention that we can. Even if it's a simple phone call or just need to talk to somebody, please reach out to our agency um, and, and we can help out. Again, our non-emergency phone number is 248-433-7755. And if it's an emergency, do not hesitate to call 911. Thank you for tuning in this week and we'll see you in a couple weeks.